This Sunday we begin what will be five Sundays working through this one particular chapter in the Gospel according to St. John. And you may note that during this year B of the three-year lectionary cycle, normally we are in the Gospel of Mark on Sundays of Ordinary Time. But we take these five weeks in the Gospel of St. John. One reason for that is that Mark is the shortest of the Gospels, so maybe it was necessary to actually fill out the weeks. But I think there's another reason. This miracle, this particular miracle, the miraculous feeding of the 5,000, occurs in all four Gospels. But St. John does something special with it, And what he does with it is captured in this word that we heard several times in this reading, which is the word sign or signs. We know what a sign is. For example, a very common sign is a flat piece of metal that has eight sides and is colored red and is up on a pole. Well, that's what it is. But because it's a sign, it not only is that, but then it tells us something else. What that sign tells us is, the law says that if you're traveling in a vehicle down this street, that you must come to a complete stop here before proceeding on your way. A sign is what it is, and that it also tells us something beyond what it is. And so, this deed that we have seen our Lord Jesus do in this reading is a miracle. It's a deed of great power, even going against the normal laws of nature. But St. John points out that it is also a sign. It is that, but he does it because he wants it to also tell us something in addition to what it is. And so we're going to have these five weeks to unfold the sign value of this miracle. The chapter we're in is John chapter 6. And some of you are saying, oh, of course, John chapter 6. And others are like, why that chapter? Well, you're going to find out. It is an unforgettable chapter, and so we get to spend five weeks in it. And so let's consider, first of all, what this miracle is, and then we'll consider its sign value. What it is, is that our Lord Jesus is feeding 5,000 people, actually probably far more than 5,000 people, it's 5,000 men. St. Matthew says, not counting women and children. That may well be, there might have been a total crowd of fifteen to 20,000 people. That's the Verizon Center. A Verizon Center full worth of people is who he fed. And he fed them just from starting with five small barley loaves and two fish. And ended up with far more left over than when he started. We heard in the first reading that the prophet Elisha did a miracle somewhat like this in about 800 B.C., Our Lord Jesus does the same thing, except he does it for far more people, starting from far less and with much more left over. And we might notice that the people 
sat down on grass. That might put us in mind of Psalm 23, which we sang last week. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He refreshes my soul. And the people get this message, as we'll see. They get that Jesus is showing that he has this amazing supernatural power and also an enormous compassion so that he is able to do just by his own power what we all spend so much time and effort doing, which is providing for ourselves the food that we need. We work so hard at this, and he's able to do it in an instant for a Verizon Center worth of people. So that is what it is, and a very impressive and satisfying miracle it is. But what about its sign value? We notice St. John tells us this happened about the time of Passover. Passover, when the people of Israel would celebrate the Lord's rescue of them from slavery in Egypt and set them on their journey to the promised land. And that might put put us in mind of one of the things that happened on this journey, which was the Lord providing manna, that bread-like seed that would appear miraculously on the ground like dew every morning that they ate for day after day for years and years during their time in the desert. Well, the crowd's going to be bringing up manna in one of the next two Sundays. Or it might put us in mind, as mentioned, a Passover of what Jesus will be doing at another Passover, maybe a couple years later, which is that he'll be at the meal with his disciples, and he'll take bread, and much as he does this day, Bless it and break it and give it and say, this is my body, establishing the Eucharist. And this also is what he will be talking about before the end of the chapter. Meeting a need for something far deeper and giving an even better bread than this miracle, as great as it is. This is where the sign is going. The crowd we're going to see is not going to be so great at perceiving what Jesus wants to show us in the sign. May we perceive it better. But before we move on into those remaining weeks, let's quickly take a look at this from two perspectives. From the perspective of the crowd, Jesus, in his power and compassion, had satisfied a need of theirs miraculously in a way they could never have expected. Now, we also need food, but that's not our only need, it's not our only hunger. We might think of other needs that we have and wonder whether Jesus can satisfy them as well. Perhaps we have a need for acceptance, to be loved and not always have things demanded of us or to be judged by others. Jesus can satisfy that need. Or we might have a need to be forgiven and cleansed of shame and guilt from our past. And Jesus can satisfy that need. Or we might have a need to grow in our knowledge of God and our closeness to Him and also in our ability to serve others around us in love. 
Jesus can help us to grow in that need. Like that crowd, we can look at what he does. Should I bring this need to Jesus? Yes. Bring it to him, knowing his power and compassion. and Let him meet that need. But having looked at it from the perspective of the crowd, we can also look from the perspective of the disciples. We notice that Jesus starts by putting it in their lap. In the other Gospels, he says, you give them something to eat. In John, it takes the form of the question to Philip, where can we buy food? Philip's native to that area where they are, so he would know, and he knows that that's not an option. And then there's Andrew, who comes up and says, well, Lord, we've got five loaves and two fish. I don't know how this is going to feed the Verizon Center. But here it is. And look what Jesus did with it. And if we look around like the disciples did at our homes and our neighborhoods and the larger community around us, we see needs that can be overwhelming of all kinds. We might not even want to look. Because what do we have? A few material resources you personal resources, some spiritual gifts. Lord, what, what good are, are these little few things that I have? What good are they to meet such a need as this? But Jesus says, give them to me. Let me fill them with my miraculous grace. And yes, I will feed and meet the needs of this multitude from your few loaves and fish. In my hands, they are more than enough. And so we come to this one with such great power and such great love. Knowing that he can meet our needs and knowing that he can work through us, small as we are, to meet the needs around us. Because he is the good shepherd and he provides all that we need.